Hello, you guys. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to the lovely human that is at Chubby Wubby on Instagram about self-love, inclusivity, and rave clothing, and what it's like hosting a yoga workshop at Lost Lands, among many other things. Let's get into today's episode. guys welcome back to rave culture podcast your weekly guide to the edm community music festivals and more i'm your host emma capotis it is my pleasure to have you guys this week i am so so hype for this episode um i I don't think i've been like this energized in a while especially on like a tuesday night i hope you guys are having an awesome week uh wherever you're tuning in from and listening from oh my god my foot just had a charlie horse (gasps) has that ever happened to anyone oh my god sorry i had to keep recording but my foot just locked up that was so fucking weird anyway i'm leaving all of that in this intro you guys i've decided to get way more candid and leave in a lot of like the behind the scenes in this podcast because it's real and I just would like to share all of my life with you. So anyway, as I mentioned in the intro today, I have a really exciting interview that I am going to introduce in just a little bit. But of course, I would love to start off with my thank yous as usual as usual. Oh my gosh, I'm leaving all this in you guys. (laughs) As per usual, uh, thank you guys so, so much for spreading the word about the podcast, uh, for tagging me on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I appreciate it so much, you guys. So I I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you do love it, you know, send a link to one of your friends and, you know, help get the word out about the podcast. So I really appreciate when you guys do that. And if you're feeling crazy, if you're feeling up for it, you know, throw a couple stars on Apple Podcasts. I always go to call it iTunes. I feel like iTunes is no longer, right? That's a thing. So anyway, you can always rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you guys want to join in on the conversation and leave me some comments, you can watch on YouTube and, you know, comment along. I love getting your feedback. I want you guys chiming in on the conversations that we're having. So definitely go feel free to check out um, the Rave Culture podcast playlist on my YouTube channel, which is under my name, Emma Capotis. And you guys can also follow along with us on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, the podcast is at Rave Culture Cast. And then my personal account is again at Emma Capotis. That's K-A-P-O-T-E-S. Alrighty, I think that's all I have to plug right now. Um, some exciting things coming up uh, by the time this is out. EDC Orlando guys I'm gonna be heading out the door tomorrow yeah tomorrow I want to say I'm so excited it's my first EDC Orlando I've been talking about this for a while Um, at this point that I'm recording I don't know any information about my meetups and stuff like that so again just check on Instagram Snapchat Facebook I'm all over that stuff but I cannot wait to meet you guys in person and really just go like balls to the wall this is my last festival of the year I don't have anything booked probably for a while Okay, (laughs) I have to take a break and let my finances recover from this summer, but um, I will be vlogging the entire thing. Cannot wait. It's going to be a really good time. So I hope to see you all at EDC Orlando. Um, I just put out a video uh, with all of my outfits and some outfit inspiration. If you guys want to check that out, feel free. 
what else do we have here? I wanted to get into listener of the week. I actually just got a nomination. I think it was yes, yeah, yesterday and I started reading through it and it like made me teary-eyed, so we have to read this now. But um if you guys didn't know, every week I want to highlight some of our listeners, either one or a couple um people who are a fan of the podcast that, you know, you can either nominate a friend, a family member, somebody you know who listens who is making a positive Im- impact in this community or on your life and we just want to shout them out and spread a little love because I have the best fucking listeners in the entire world so let's shed some light on you guys so you can feel free to email me um, of course your nominations uh, it's raveculturecast at gmail.com again that's raveculturecast at gmail.com um, and just title it listener of the week Okay, so this email, let's get into it. it, says, Hey Emma, I won't make you read a novel's worth of my thank yous and love yous, but just know my appreciation for you is there. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I was introduced to your YouTube channel and Rave Culture podcast by my father, who is who is who I would like to nominate for listener of the week my dad raised us all on his own he didn't expect it to be that way I'm sure but he always made it look easy raising two daughters alone as a single man sounds like the scariest thing in the world but he never made us feel like a burden he never didn't pick up the phone when we called and he worked his ass off so my little sister and I never had to want or need anything This is so nice. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to cry in the video. Um, When I was 15, he first started getting into EDM, Hardwell, and Ultra Music Festival specifically. We would sit down together to watch the live sets every year, and somehow those moments with dad were just as special and fun as any festival I've been to. It was so cool to bond with him over something so fun. He has had EDC at the top of his bucket list for as long as I can remember. What festi attendant hasn't? Luckily this year my sister turned 18 and my dad decided it was time. So we got to take a family trip to the homeland and I got the pleasure of showing them the roots and more importantly of seeing my dad experience the purest form of joy there is. My heart is like racing. (laughs) This is so sweet. He was able to feel as prepared as one can for EDC thanks to you and your informational, inspirational videos. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. He sends me an email link to everything you post as if I don't already have post notifications turned on. I truly believe that you've helped him feel more welcomed into the community and more secure and in turn he has used his already caring nature to care for other ravers. A literal rave dad, lol. I wish I had a video to share with you of his first candy trade, but enjoy these photos of us. Thanks, Emma. Our fam loves you, and we all hope to meet you one day. I forgot to mention that his name is Hank. So, Hank, you are our listener of the week. I, one, you have incredible daughters, and that, you know, that is a reflection of you and the light that you're bringing into this world. Um, I absolutely love that you guys make this a family affair because what better thing to share than, you know, music and music festivals and you get to bond together. Like, I need to take my dad to a rave now (laughs) after reading this. That was so, so sweet. So thank you. I believe it's Kenna for nominating your dad for listener of the week. Um, I appreciate your support so much. Thank you for sharing links and, you know, you guys for listening every week. I would literally would not be doing any of this without you and emails like this just solidifies in me why this is all so important and why we have the best community in the world. So keep doing what you're doing. I hope you guys get to share a lot of other memories together. These pictures that you sent are awesome I love this and um yeah I just appreciate you guys very much so that that is kicking off the episode today on such a high note um you know you guys please feel free to send in you know your listener of the week nominations I absolutely love that so much 
Um, and upcoming submissions that we're looking for, uh, I'm going to be recording a really big Q&A episode. This is round two of Ask Emma Anything. Uh, the first one went so well, we got to cover basically like topic juggle. So you guys can send me questions you have, situations you're in, advice you need for anything like related to the topics we cover on the podcast, whether it's like music festivals, you know, rave content, favorite artists, like whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, again, send me an email. You can put in the subject headline Q&A episode and I'm going to collect all those and do one big Ask Emma Anything and it'll be a really good time. I like those because we get to, you know, cover what you guys want to talk about and get through a bunch of emails and it's a good time. I really loved the first one. So anyway, looking for those submissions, send them into raveculturecast at gmail.com and look forward to that in an upcoming episode. Okay, so let's get into what we're going to be chatting about today and what this interview is. So I always want to introduce people to you guys that I think are doing really great things for this community, um, people that I admire, and yeah, I just want to introduce you to some new faces if you if you haven't heard of them, um, and so this was one of them. Her name is it goes by at chubby wubby on Instagram, but her name is Maria. She was lovely. We have never met in person. Uh, I think I found her through, I want to say either like Rolita Couture's Instagram or Vibe with AIDS Instagram. And I started following her and I was like, this girl is so positive. Um, you know, of course we had music festivals and raving in common, but I just really loved her message and her voice. And she's very vulnerable with her posts and genuine and I just got to like reading all her stuff and following her and I started commenting and we were talking back and forth and then I was like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? I think you have a really great message to share. Um, so that's what today is. So I'm so excited to have her on. Um, the, the best thing about this podcast that like has surprised me is I start these conversations with like one direction in mind and then we'll start talking and we'll go off in a completely different direction, which ends up being even better than I planned. So that's like a perfect example of what happened today. So we cover everything from um, she's really big on everybody is a good body, you know, body positivity, self-love. She's a yoga instructor. So she's just like a very grounded person and she's got a great perspective. She's also worked at music festivals. So I thought that would be really interesting to talk to you guys about. She held a yoga workshop at Lost Lands, I think the last two years and um, she also worked as ground control at EDC Las Vegas, which I did not know about her. So we, I picked her brain about that because that's so interesting to me. So we talk a little bit about working ground control at EDC. And then we just started like shooting the shit. We were talking about uh, rave clothing companies and how some of them need to be more inclusive. And also just her journey in this community. She's been raving, I think she said, for about eight years already. She's 26. And, you know, it started off on a little bit of a rocky start and she took a break and came back to it. So I hope I'm not spoiling things. We got to just get into the interview here. But it was a really interesting conversation. She's so energetic. I'm so happy that I got to meet her, you know, through this. And I will hopefully be meeting her in person at EDC Orlando. Um, she's going to be working the Lunatics booth, you guys. So you can go find her there if you're attending the event. But anyway, she is lovely. I'm so excited to share her story with you guys uh, as a fellow raver. And I think I think that's everything I have to say. So again, you can follow her on Instagram at Chubby Webby. Please welcome to the podcast, Maria. Hello. 
Hi. How are you? I'm good. This is so cool. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time out for the call. Thank you for thinking I'm interesting enough to be a part of this. Oh my <laughs> God, no, no, no. So yeah, so welcome to the podcast. I was going to say also like what better day for us to be chatting on than like Mental Health Monday. I saw your post uh, earlier today. <laughs> we, I did an intro to you before we got on, but I would love it if you just introduce yourself, you know, say where you're from, what you do, yeah. throw yeah. in some favorite artists if you want, whatever you want yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like so much like pressure when it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like bio time. It's always like, shit, who am I? Like, what right. am I? About? But no, so my name's Maria. I I live in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. I'm from Brazil. I was born in Brazil. I moved to America mm-hmm. when I was four. Um, I lived in New York for a little bit in my childhood, North Carolina, um, Florida. And then when I reached like, quote unquote, adulthood, I moved to Chicago um, mm-hmm. for the first time. Me and my partner um, moved to Chicago to our first apartment. Um, I was like 20, I think 2021. 20, and then okay. um, moved back to Florida and then back to um, the Midwest. And now I'm in Ohio and I love it. I absolutely adore it here. Um, so awesome. I've never been yeah. to Ohio. Or Chicago. I need to get out more. <laughs> it's really cool. Like Columbus is really cool. Cleveland is really cool too. Like the major cities are really nice to hang out in. Um, mm-hmm. Everywhere else is pretty much farm and country and stuff, which is nice to drive through. Um, right, right, right. But I recently, um, I've been raving or going to shows since I was 18. Um, and I'm 26 now. So it's been eight years for me. And it's been yeah. um, a huge, like... like people have epiphanies and stuff and like awakenings in their life. And Mm -hmm. for some people it's welding or for some people it's automotives or sales Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, lights your fancy. Um, for me, EDM was like a very huge like development in my life for like self identity. And it definitely also created a lot of turmoil in my life when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with all of that. Um, I mean, like for lack of better word and no pun intended, mm-hmm. but all of that ecstasy, like all of that right. joy, liberation and all of these things were just feel good things. Um, so I actually, mm-hmm. I needed to take a really big step backwards, like following through in my path in this um, experience. And I wasn't mm-hmm. um, able to really get back into the scene until mm-hmm. last year when I went to Lost Lands for the first time to teach yoga, um, which was so just crazy. when like, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was amazing. Just like the way that my life like effortlessly conspired for me to have taken that break from something that I knew I loved um, mm-hmm. so that I could become a better person, a more responsible person, um, sure. a more focused person. And I learned all of those characteristics through my yoga practice and my training to become a yoga teacher. And when mm-hmm. I was able to fuse the two together, it was just so harmonious and serendipitous and just like, it just flowed right into one thing into the other. And, um, yeah. And just so, so that just, that's like part of, that's my life right now. I'm trying to focus on things that keep lighting that fire because I feel like it's like specifically me, like with, um, depression and anxiety and um, Mm -hmm. other inhibitors that kind of just do uh, take away from like my ability to function at my 100% best at all times. Sure. Um, yeah. Having these practices and knowing what I value and what's important to me, um, it just really helps me feel more connected and aligned and stuff. So that's kind of my, my mission. And it's also my key word for 2019 was alignment. Ooh, I love that. Um, yeah. So I've one. definitely... Yeah, I really, I resonate a lot with it. So I've just been focusing on that this year. I'm trying to get as much yoga into festivaling as I could. Um, I went Mm -hmm. to a really nice 
chunk of festivals this year for someone who's never been to jumping into it and going as often as I went this year. And a lot of the opportunities I had were work opportunities where I was able to network and really learn um, about community and about the networking community and how everyone is such an artist and has so much to offer. Um, Even this experience, like you, like you're so creative and so empowered in your passion for like this scene and this culture and like- Thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I really appreciate being a part of it. No, that's so cool. I mean, it's interesting to see like your journey on everything, even in just like, I mean, you're a very young person. So everything that you've already experienced, would you say like when you had started when you were like 18 and in your earlier 20s, were you just like very heavily involved in the scene, like going to shows and stuff a lot and it got to be too much? Okay. Yeah. I've I've always been the kind of person where I can never just like do something. Like I have to be (laughs) at the forefront and like the most involved. involved. The first rave I ever went to was Steve Aoki. Um, It was December 2012 or some shit. Um, And I remember like I had seen pictures of like what people would wear to go to shows and raves and stuff back in Mm -hmm. the day. And um, the first, I'm sorry, if I can just take it back like one quick step. Yeah. Um, The first encounter I ever had with rave culture was from this girl named Alyssa um, that I went to middle school with. This girl was like 13, 14 years old coming into school in fluffies, like candy up to her elbows, like those um, faux dreads in her hair. And I was just like, wow, like right. you're bold. <laughs> and she was the first person to ever trade me a piece of candy. But at the time I didn't understand what the, what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until I went to my first show, I was like, okay, I'm going to wear fishnets for sure. Like you got to have the fishnets. <laughs> and then I went to like my local novelty shop and I'm like, okay, I got to look for something sexy. The ruffles. Yeah, okay, cool. Underwear. Got it. And so like, I, I ended up wearing like a t-shirt and some ruffled fluffy bottoms. And I was like, so self-conscious. I was like, no one else is going to be dressed like this everyone's going to be staring at me, blah, 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 blah. And when I get there, I was like, yo, there's people in like pasties. Like there's like girls that are wearing way less than me. Like I'm, this is absolutely fine. Like I had nothing to be afraid of. And it was Mm -hmm. such like a good lesson. And it was something that really drew me in and sucked me in because I was like, if I can feel this comfortable in this environment, Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't even walked through the doors yet. Right, right. Um, and I mean, full disclaimer, and I don't know if I can mention this, I'm just being mm-hmm. like, no, you're good. Like, <laughs> the experience of doing drugs had a really big part in my mm-hmm. involvement scene. The first time that I ever did ecstasy was with my partner and it was just an experimental thing in like with my friend, um, with our mutual friend at his house in his room, just like learning and expanding and like doing something different and doing something new. Um, and then taking that into a show, like it completely blew my mind. At the time I was currently um, going through something really, really difficult in my life. Like it was Mm -hmm. the first big bang of my like development. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been kicked out of um, my house and I was like living on my own with my brother, um, renting a room. Um, It was very sudden and instantaneous. Like one day I was living at home with my mom. And then three days later I had to pay bills and pay rent and figure my shit out. And Mm. so, um, without knowing it, I had fallen into a really huge pit of depression and, Mm -hmm. um, I had, um, like trigger warning, like I had been suicidal before in my life and it was something that was constantly on my mind, like doing the drug of ecstasy, which manipulates the serotonin development in your brain, which causes and creates happiness and euphoria. What it did for me is it made me feel like I was normal. Like, like, oh, this is what my brain's supposed to feel like. This is when I'm at my best. Like I'm most con, like I talk Mm -hmm. the most 
directly. I'm more approachable. I'm more um, attuned to my senses and other people's energies. So I started really abusing that and um, abusing that with going to shows. I ended up promoting for shows. I was selling tickets. And then I started involving myself in dealing and it was just like really really heavy and it happened really really fast and I completely like not even trying to grab onto anything to slow me down yeah and it lasted about like four or five months um I did a lot of nasty nasty things to a lot of people that I really really loved and didn't Mm -hmm. deserve it and it was a huge lesson for me so that was what it took for me to leave that scene in and it was another cold turkey thing. Like my partner moved to Chicago to start working in construction with his family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was a few weeks later, I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, so yeah, that's that story. <laughs> no, but it's crazy because I feel like it, it's like obviously on the outside looking in can be like such a positive thing for people. But I like that you were able to take a situation and then like return to a couple of years later from like a mm-hmm. completely different like time in your life yeah. and perspective. So I'm glad that it landed around for you. But it is, I yeah. mean, it, people can easily get sucked into that side of this. It's like around yeah. you all the time, if not more now. So that's definitely something people have to be careful of, especially at such a young age. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> like I was in college so I was one yeah I must have been no I was 21 at the time when I went to like my first rave or whatever show and like even then I was crazy in college but I couldn't imagine like being a teenager some kids are going to festivals so I sound like a grandma right now but (laughs) that's why I do this I'm like you guys have to be safe about it because I can't stop anyone from doing anything but I'm like here's what you should know before you get into it which is why I think work that I get to do by incorporating yoga and meditation and breath work mm-hmm. into the festival experience. Like, you know, people are curious, like people all over the world, regardless of what niche they fall into, they're curious about healing and mm-hmm. about creating a more harmonious life for themselves. So, so people, regardless of if they attend or not, or if they make the choice to be present in a yoga class or to create a meditation practice of their own, mm-hmm. they're still curious and there's still like that innate yearning for harmony in their lives. So I find that the EDM scene has a lot of, and I don't mean this in a neg- in any negative connotation, because I mm-hmm. definitely fell into the category, but just a lot of like misfits. Like there seems to be a lot of people who can be, who, are, who come there because they're lost or they, or they go to festivals right. or to, they go to shows to escape reality or to, you know, and that's fine. And, and if that's like a coping mechanism and that's like, okay, but mm-hmm. there's definitely path to um, destruction there. Right. And the work that I get to offer and that so many other workshop coordinators get to offer at festivals of yoga and healing is so important. And I'm so passionate about it that I am relentlessly applying and emailing festival producers and like so suggesting cool. that they get something started and that they do something like this um, just to give space to people to come and like decompress, mm-hmm. um, whether it be before the festival, during the festival, or after the festival. A couple of the projects that I worked on this year that I'm really proud of, the largest one being EDC Las Vegas with Ground Control. That was um, a really, really huge step um, into me really becoming like the rave mom that I've always been and Wait, putting I love in. This. I didn't know you were in Ground Control. So did you do yeah. the whole application process? Like you knew you yeah. wanted to go there and do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my friend, my friend Jazlyn or Cookie Valentine on Instagram is the one who put me onto it. Okay. We were talking about how I really, really love 
festivals, but I can't afford it right now. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. She was right. like, girl, apply to work for them. So that's what I did. I applied and she, I should, you know, we talked the whole process of the way I ended up meeting, um, a girl through the Facebook group that lived in Columbus, who was also working. Oh, cool. um, okay. Yeah, it was really, really crazy. And we ended up driving together from Ohio to Vegas. And, and like, we literally had never met before in our lives. We hung out one time before. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was just like, so, I mean, I keep saying the words harmonious, but like, that's just like, no, what's it resonating. Just worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really good. And then, so ground control was that. Um, It was really big for me. I, I did a lot of big, important work there, as did the other 500 people who were hired to work that mm -hmm. event. Uh, and on top of that, being able to squeeze in like a little bit of ego and satisfying the fact that I had never been in this place before to see these artists yeah. I never saw. I got glitch mob like front and center at the rail. Like, I don't know how I managed to do it, but I just like, <laughs> I just, excuse me, pardon me all the way to the front um, for oh the only God. Yeah, I think I had like 45 minutes in my break, like in between like getting to where I wanted okay. to go and making back in time um Jeez, I, I got so to many see... questions about about this now <laughs> I'm like this is why I love this because I have like <laughs> things I want to hit on I definitely want to talk about lost lands with you but it's like I love uh -huh. when this goes off into another area I had no idea it was gonna go but I mean I've, I've done EDC Las Vegas like five times and I I love That's the so ground cool. control I think they're absolutely fabulous what they're doing I just have so many questions about like what the night looks like through your perspective working with oh, I, I see crazy shit yeah. <laughs> I can't even yeah imagine. I'm definitely gonna actually I can do it right now like I was gonna sure. just like other stuff I've done but I can wait fuck that um so so with ground control I apply to do post-show because I thought that it would be just better for my schedule to mm -hmm. go in that way I can maybe come a little bit earlier and enjoy the show. And actually the funny thing about that was my uh, method of thinking that that timeline of thinking was so naive. Mm -hmm. um, when I got my welcome letter that was like telling me how much, you know, I would get paid at the hour. I realized that I would be working like 16 hours a day. I was like, I'm going to die. I had yeah. a pack. My partner had to talk me down from it. It was just, I was so nervous. I was like, I can't believe that I'm not going to be able to do this thing now because I, and I just, I talked myself down and, um, that it lasted like half an hour. I was over it pretty quickly. <laughs> I right. to do it. Um, it all unfolded really well when I met Kari, which is the girl that um, I met online. We, mm -hmm. a road trip there was sensational. Um, arriving there, we had an orientation Thursday night, uh, really late at night. I think it was from like 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. So we would get on <laughs> golf carts and we would just go around the perimeter of the whole festival. And we would break up into our groups. Uh, Post team is a very small, intimate group. It's the smallest mm -hmm. team of ground control. And it's there there from, I think, 9 p.m. to 11 a.m., um, sometimes that, yeah, sometimes it runs over cause there's a lot of work to do to make sure everyone's getting home safely. Um, right. so they would break, they explained to us how the shifts are going to be broken down. They explained the zones. Um, they asked us to memorize the zones as best as we could. Um, mm -hmm. so that when we're communicating with dispatch, um, we can accurately tell them where we are because everyone knows what the zones are right. um so with the once you're in the shift it's like two hours patrolling two hours doing something else oh no i'm sorry it was the first two hours was the parade we would all navigate the parade oh, no. so we would like hold lights and we would like um guide them through the crowds and we would have to like go through a bunch of like wide-eyed people if you catch yeah. my drift like, totally <laughs> yeah. And just like what's happening and I'm like dude come on there's like a there's like a car coming your way yeah. um that was really fun it was really exciting it was really chilly so it was fun to be able to um dress for that they offered you hoodies 
and zip ups and shorts mm-hmm. and stuff. I was so comfortable, but I was still able to like be my rave baby self. I had flower yeah, yeah. crowns that I worked, face gems. They let you wear candy and interact with people. It's so amazing um, the mm-hmm. the freedom that they give you to really be your authentic self uh, while being professional. Right. Um, and then I think after the parade, it was like a small break. It was either a small break or we went out to patrol the festival with our partner in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I partnered with a guy named Matt the first night. He was unbelievably amazing. Just Aww. holy crap human. Um, so supportive, so encouraging um, of me doing a good job. And um, we saved uh, a life or two that night. And it was really, yeah. really powerful part yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so pretty much like, um, after that we had a, like our longer break. And then during that time is when I would be able to go see the artists that I wanted to see. I got to see Black Tiger Sex Machine for the first time. Definitely got real for that. I bumped mm-hmm. into someone who's been following me on Tumblr since like 2009. No like, way. <laughs> as I'm walking out of the back door of the ground control to like go out into the festival, she's literally standing right in front of me and she's like, Maria. And I'm like, bro. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> We hung out, me, her, and her boyfriend, we hung out, we saw the Martinez brothers, Um, it was my first time really enjoying house music or techno, I'm not sure what that genre is, but I'm doing my best, and then we went over to the Black Tiger Sex Machine stage, and we got rail for that, and it was unbelievable, and then the rest of the shift would be uh, two hours patrolling in the festival, then the festival would end, and we would get on golf carts for our last uh, round, and Mm -hmm. we would go around the parking lot to make sure that everyone was getting home safe, had a ride, you know, all that good stuff. So that's pretty much the shift for the whole, for each day. Um, But each separate day, I got to see a different artist that I really like. Uh, Glitch Mod has been my favorite artist for, I can't even tell you how long, like Tron, you know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, And then I got to see Alinium. I never saw Alinium before. um, And I wanted to see about. So that crowd was thick. I made it all the way to the front and there was a guy in a wheelchair at the rail Aww. and I asked him if he would hold my backpack and he was like yeah and I was like I'm gonna headbang with you is that cool he's like yeah and then we just Aww. started going Nuts. it was adorable <laughs> so that, yeah that was my ABC experience with ground control um, that's so dope and and yeah. it's so interesting to talk to somebody who's like worked at the festival too because then like you mentioned now you've transitioned and it's you said it was your first time doing Lost Lands but you were at, doing as a yoga instructor so how did that experience happen come to be and what was it like being there oh. Oh my God. The Lost Lands experience was just literally was placed gently on my lap. And it was just like, you're welcome. Um, uh, The yoga studio that I did my 200 hour training with is located in the central Ohio in Columbus. Um, And I, once I graduated, I became close with the partners and the people who worked there. And I was able to get a job working at the front desk um, part-time. And I was working as a server previously, and I just needed a break from that life. So I slowed myself down. I definitely took a huge hit financially. I knew that it was going to be worth it. And I just needed to trust the process and go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And low old I was working at the front desk and part of my responsibility was to check the emails and kind of respond to people asking about privates and classes and stuff like that and one of the emails that I got was from this um, beautiful amazing young woman named Dana Day Morrison and she's a licensed massage therapist located in Canada and she was she wrote the most beautifully written eloquently beautiful email uh, just like talking about what she does and what she's looking for Mm -hmm. and she was like we're looking for local yoga teachers who may be interested in working a local music festival, Lost Lands. And oh my, my heart, literally, like, I got, you know when you get like that chill, but it's like warm and you're yeah. like, 
oh, this is so my moment. Went, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I kept my cool. I pulled my manager. I was like, um, hey, th- this this person wants a yoga teacher for Lost Lands. And before I could finish, she was like, oh, who wants to do that? Lost Lands. Oh, my God. And I was like, <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> me, bitch. if I could, just, I could just put that in my pocket really quick. Yeah. Um, so she <laughs> let me forward the email to myself. And she was like, it's your responsibility. Just, you know, do it on your own. Um, mm-hmm. And part of it was that I could take someone with me. And I was thinking about who to take with me at the time. I wasn't like, I didn't have any friends that were close in the EDM scene because I had it myself mm-hmm. been part of it. So right. I thought of like one person I worked with who went to a rave once. And then I thought about my friend Molly, who um, is really close to me. And I was like, you know what? Let me ask Molly if she'd be down to do this. She's a yoga teacher. Maybe she could help me. She could be my assistant. Yeah. Um, so I, I gave her the opportunity. It took her a minute. She hesitated, but ultimately she said yes. And that was it. We drove not like, knowing what to expect. I brought one pair of fishnets with me and oh a my- pair of, <laughs> and, like, you know what I mean? I mean, like I washed, yep. I like I showered the most like tribal, primal, like mm-hmm. rushing outside of the tent. I just it was amazing. It was absolutely beautiful. Cool. And I then heard nothing but good things about Lost Lands too. Like I definitely yeah. have to get there at one point, but it sounds oh amazing. God. Definitely amazing. Definitely. Um the people who hired me that last year ended up enjoying me so much that they hired me to come back this year. But this Got time it. I yeah, but this time I had a larger responsibility where I, I was responsible for bringing together um, pretty much half of the workshop uh, that they were offering. They were offering 50 workshops total throughout the weekend, and I had wow. to come up with a team of people who could offer 25 of them, myself included. And this is for papers, was, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. that, that was effortless, you know? I, I mm-hmm. called up all my friends. I'm like, this is what we need. Everyone was able to get the time off. It all flowed really beautifully. Yeah. So cool. And I mean, out of all of that too, like, so you were working primarily, but then I'm assuming you also got time to go and enjoy the festival. Like I'm assuming oh, yeah. you're a base head, it sounds like. Yeah, 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 I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much what happened was um, I would teach a workshop. Like, so they had workshops during the day from like 11 to 4, 11 to 3. And then me and Molly, um, we would go, we actually massaged at the artist lounge um, backstage. No uh, way. From 2 to 7. It, yep it was um it's all right deal like I was yeah, super yeah. calm <laughs> what, so what was um, like the um, reception of the campers and things like that because I I'm hoping to do camping next year at Electric Forest but I haven't had that like experience yet where something like that's been offered you know did you find like people would jump at the opportunity or more yeah, people hesitant Attendance was absolutely incredible. I was always in awe by how many people were so curious and just invested that time in their healing and their selves. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many amazing workshops. I taught yoga, meditation. I did a like survival sit down where it was more of like a conversation between me and my audience about how to stay safe and aware and why these practices are so important to have um, when mm-hmm. you're going hard as fuck. Or, sorry. Yep. <laughs> I keep no, you're good. Nope. <laughs> by all means. Um, so that that was really fun too. Um, and then there was also acro yoga. There was um, a, a romance uh, relationship workshop about how to cool. be um, the power couple. It was really fun. <laughs> they had a talent show where uh, a winner, the winner would win two VIP tickets to Lost Lands 2020. Yeah, it was a really amazing turnout. We had an amazing uh, group of workshop leaders too, just amazing light workers uh, with so much to offer and so much to give uh, to those people. And it was an honor being a part of that. Like I cried at the last workshop I taught. It was a, a headbanger healing. And it Aww. was um, specific. And I, me going out there and like going and doing what I do, um, mm-hmm. I feel the 
pains. Like my back hurts just like yours does. My neck hurts oh, yeah. too, like stretch, but I'm also, you know, a person. So I just curated a, a really kind of like a, not last minute, but it was more, it wasn't planned. It was just like, mm-hmm. let's flow with what our body is right now. And um, I had so many people who are so grateful come up to me and just thank me and share their stories with me. And we, it was just so personal and so intimate and so sacred. I really, really, I love it. That. Just makes my heart up. It, yeah, it makes my heart swell up. It makes me really happy. I think, I think it's just one, I think it's incredible that you got that opportunity. And I just think it's so awesome that people like excision or, you know, like insomniac, whoever is putting on the event is sort of like mm-hmm. staying back in the people who are attending the events because who would have thought that you would have ever like gotten all of these experiences from just camping there and I think it's really really yeah. cool because you know yeah. it takes a toll on your body yeah. and your mind being there for a whole yeah. weekend <laughs> and Greg Greg is the festival producer they did a really great job improving Lost Lands this year from last year oh, good um, okay. showers were good um, there was a little confusion about tokens at some point but that's expected you know communication mm-hmm. gets lost sometimes um, they had a lot of young people working in really high responsibility uh, roles which I thought was incredible just to see how many young Young people are empowered to bring out so much good and so mm-hmm. much light, so much offering in this space. And it was just the lines were short, security was it was just a great, great, great Experience. 15 out of 10. Oh my God. Yeah, oh, that's good to hear. No, I love knowing that because it's good. It's nice to have like some, you know, it's not newer, but it's on the newer side, like coming up yeah. and showing like how it should be done. So that's really mm-hmm. awesome to hear. And it sounds like, I mean, you're very in tune with like your body and your mind. And I know it sounds like you're sort of like figuring your situation out right now. When, when did you start being really active on social media and sharing your message? Because you always have these like really well thought out posts and you're very vulnerable. And that's like one thing that I love about your feed when I see it, because, you know, it's a lot of the same. And then I get to read your posts and they always like make me feel better. So when did you start like posting as Chubby Wubby? Um, so I started social media ing, I guess. Um, I mean, my fascination with it started way back in the MySpace days, you know, with yeah. like the coding specifically, um, okay. that was really me to like the internet world and how I could uh, curate myself or present myself Mm -hmm. um, and represent myself more importantly on the internet and kind of staying away from like personas where I dissociate like my true self with my internet Mm -hmm. self. Yep. Um, granted, I can't, I can't post everything I do every day, every thought process I have, although right. I do post a lot because it's therapeutic for me. Like it feels good to share with people. And mm-hmm. also like I reflect on my own posts. Like sometimes that's like a tool that I use for my own healing and my own process of sure. self-discovery. Transitioning from that into my more active stages was when I entered Tumblr. I had a Tumblr. It was, it still is a fatbabe.tumblr.com. Okay. Um, and I, it. I, I mean, I, it is what it is, man. I am what I am. Um, so I started there just kind of reblogging and curating and aesthetic coding came into play. And it was like a really enticing thing for me that kept me coming back and logging back in. Mm -hmm. And then the the connections that I made when people would comment or like something or send me DMS, or when I would turn my anonymous on and people would send me anonymous love. And sometimes people Mm -hmm. would send me hate and, you know, it would just, it just felt powerful to me that, so yeah, so I started posting a lot of like weed pics like of I would take high quality pictures of my glass pieces and glass art and I would follow stoner 
bloggers and then the stoner bloggers would start to become these like body positive warriors where like I would see people in their mm. underwear songs and stuff and I'm like I can do that um so then I started transitioning into like putting my fat body on display the same way that thin women were doing it and the feedback that I received was so beautiful and so encouraging. And it just filled mm -hmm. me up with so much love that I learned to appreciate my body through that way. Um, right, I right. mean, there's definitely a connotation where that can be like unhealthy because it's just seeking validation through others. But the way that I received it is that they were just affirming things that I already knew, but I got distracted from because I thought that there was something wrong with my body because I was developing stretch marks from gaining weight, from moving mm -hmm. into the Midwest and like things happening in my life and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, especially from like that transition happened, like Tumblr happened when I moved to Chicago after okay. leaving the Florida rave scene. While I was in the Florida rave scene, I was so heavily using MDMA that it was affecting my appetite and my eating habits. And mm -hmm. I was dancing and sweating so much every weekend that I weighed like 125 pounds at some point, right, which right. is like the smallest that my body has ever been. And I remember being so self-conscious, even at that size, like not being comfortable in my skin, mm -hmm. um, that when I moved to Chicago and kind of like deaded everything that I was involved in, I mm -hmm. gained 70 pounds in a winter. So having my body go through those extremes just made sure. me have like compassion for myself like yeah. you're in full dude like you can do anything like don't be ashamed of what mm -hmm. your body reflects or looks like because of what it allows you to do to it you know like sure. it's yep doing its best to keep you sustained to keep you here to keep you alive enough to experience more of mm -hmm. this exponential growth. Um, so then I started gaining a following really quickly when I started posting more nudes, more um, sensually <laughs> activating um, selfies, writing more personal posts. I would I write a lot about sex and about love and pain. And there's a lot of posts about heartache and treachery and just really raw, honest things that I felt like if I didn't share it somehow, whether mm -hmm. in a journal or in a or with a friend or anywhere, I would explode. Um, so there's a lot of no, like I personal, really introspective things on my Tumblr, which is linked on my Instagram um, through my link tree. Um, I encourage, I, I, I don't want to seem like it's like, look at me, know all about me. But yeah. to some <laughs> it kind of is like, I want to be seen and heard. And in turn, I want people to feel my passion of life and experience and wanting to mm -hmm. share that and in turn give that back to me. Like, tell me about you. And yeah. then it just creates more human connection. And I screenshot every reinforcing, re-encouraging thing that people send me that they're like, oh, I love you help me. Mm -hmm. I love you. Becoming the I screenshot it. And I'm like, I love this. Like, thank you so much for sharing yourself with me and for allowing mm -hmm. myself to be vulnerable with you. Yeah, there's so it's many incredible people in this community. I was just going to say, like, I think so many people need to hear this. Like, whatever day they're listening, whatever time, like, just think that's such an important message. And I'm totally on board with, like, this community needs way more bodies, more inclusion, more voices to represent all of us. So I thank you for doing that. I think it's, like, really incredible. I was going to say, do you know what, what one of the posts you did that, like, hit me the which it might be totally random to you, but you wrote... I like wrote it down. You posted it on October 6th. It was one where you said that you had like avoided sitting down at festivals because like our, our bodies naturally expand and it can't, sometimes it's not the most flattering angle. And I was like, holy shit, because that is something that I like subconsciously, I'm not thinking about it, but like that was me as like a middle schooler and in high school, I like would not sit down at the pool when everybody would go to like the snack stand because I was like, I cannot in a bikini because it, 
I'm more flattering when I'm standing up. It's like so weird fucking things that like go through your head. But when I saw that post, I was like, I can't even imagine how many people feel like I think about that too. It's like, you don't want to sit down because it just doesn't make you look the best, but who gives a fuck? You need to rest your feet and do what's yeah. best for your body. So yeah. that was just one of the posts that I like really enjoyed that you shared because so many people can relate to what you're saying. I'm really glad that you shared that with me because sometimes I share stuff and I'm like, Maria, who gives a shit, dude? So that's no, awesome. definitely hit home. You're sharing with me that, you know, my experiences, like solidarity is important. No, yeah, I it just, I didn't even think about it. And I was like, it just weirdly took me back to like my middle school self. And I was like, oh my God, like you literally wrote out what I was thinking when I was younger. And like now as an adult, I'm way more on the side of like the, this festival is getting whatever body I'm giving it in two weeks when I'm at EDC. But uh, no, I just think it's, I think two things about this community. One, I think it is really inclusive. And I feel like every time I go to a festival, the best thing is just seeing people of all different shapes and sizes and colors and whether you're gay, straight, like whatever, like everyone, it's very welcoming and accepting. And I think that that's why a lot of people who are more like misfits enjoy attending festivals because maybe back home, wherever they live, isn't the best situation. And it's way more welcoming at the festival that they're attending. And then at the same time, I was going to get into like a little bit of brave clothing with you, but I feel like sometimes with certain... I guess fashion trends or whatever it's also not the most inclusive I did a post once where I was like all of these rave tops that are being made are not made for girls with like larger chests because they're made out of like string and it's like not supporting what so I I think it can go both ways and sometimes um I get a I get a ton of messages from guys being like can you cover guy fashion on your channel? Like you never mentioned it. And a lot of shops don't really make rave clothing for guys. We just shop on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what? I think there's still a ways to go as far as like style and fashion in this community. I feel like the beauty industry and the Eurocentric standard of beauty and how mm-hmm. people just market to that and they just thrive off of it, which I personally think, and I just mean no disrespect to anybody mm-hmm. who falls under that, you know, description, but I think it's boring. Like, right. Oh, look, another rave company that makes sizes small to large. Like I'm so, so wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep, yep. And I just think it's like, it's not that difficult. Like you have the fabric, you have the manpower to do it. Just like make sizes that are inclusive for everyone. Think sure. about the fact that people do have size G size F breasts that people mm-hmm. do have, um, you know, larger butts or flatter butts or like torsos that are different sizes like I just feel like I don't know I think I just think it's irresponsible and it's lazy to not incorporate larger sizes when you're making rave wear um and it's like it's underlied fat phobia and like it's a lot of you know it goes back to some fashion labels who are like they don't hire fat models or they don't make plus size clothing because they don't want fat people in their clothes because it like looks bad so yeah, I'm just, I'm not here for it. Like if you have a raving company, just please love a God, like, or love of whatever, yeah. just, <laughs> be inclusive. Like, just make clothing that everyone can look good in because mm-hmm. everyone wants to look good. Why wouldn't you? Right. Right. And it's, it's also like, uh, this is something I literally with, within probably the last year, I would say have paid more attention to like who I'm following on Instagram because they were actually it was outside of the rave clothing community but it was like a swimsuit brand that I had like loved for years and years and then I just started paying attention to like it was the exact same models all the fucking time on their feed and I was kind of getting sick of that shit and I think I left a comment once 
I don't know if they deleted it or not, but I was like, it'd be really nice to see this on somebody bigger than like a small or a medium. And then I ended up unfollowing it because I was like, Emma, like, don't follow it. Don't support it. Don't buy it anymore. Like that's the decision you need to make at the end of the day. But it's about supporting companies that are doing great things. I know you're a Rolita rebel, right? From Rolita yeah. Guitar. Yeah, I am. I really am. I love Rolita Guitar. I was literally just thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I have to talk about Rosa and her work and what she does. Yeah, she's not. She's really, really incredible. I, I think I, yeah, it's just that Imagine I wore um, Rolita Couture for the first time. But I love that they have this whole group now. So have you worked with her closely or have you done anything with her? Um, Not yet. We did do something. I was able to get a takeover done for Moonrise. Um, she sent me an outfit which was just so freaking generous and lovely and I wore that thing to the ground like I've worn it to so many (laughs) shows and um, I was able to do the takeover I was able to meet other Rolita Rebels at the festival and just say hi to people and show everyone like how I go to a show and it was my first takeover experience so I was really excited Um, well it wasn't my first takeover experience my first takeover experience was with another Instagram page which I'm Mm -hmm. no longer um, affiliated with but Mm -hmm. this was like my first real serious one that I was really happy and excited about. That's so exciting. And I, I wanted to ask too, like where, cause that's one thing I love about your feet. I feel like you have some awesome style. So where do you draw inspiration from or fires you with, you know, festival fashion? I just love looking sexy. Like I like to put on whatever makes me look in the mirror and just go, damn, right? you know, <laughs> yep, and like, yep. I really like bondage. I like to express myself sensually and sexually <laughs> through my outfits. I also enjoy um, above all things, comfort freedom ravewear is a brand that i really enjoy their mm-hmm. sizes do go up to 3x um they could do a little bit better with representation and having more plus size models but i do mm-hmm. talk with um, mike a lot about that and he's very open-minded and they're very open to doing model calls and they have um expanded that a little bit more so i'm really That's proud awesome. of the work they do. yeah they're great. oh my god if on ethics alone you want to support a company support freedom ravewear like mm-hmm. they so much for the um, Mexican uh, U.S. border crisis when I confronted them about something that made me uncomfortable. They jumped on an opportunity to heal and to improve themselves um, versus awesome. retaliating themselves. Most of my accessories I shamefully get from Amazon. I really want to start supporting small businesses and shift Mm -hmm. away from the convenience of the one day shipping right now, mostly just because I don't really have the whole outfit put together in my mind until like the few days before. So I do need that expedited free one day shipping. (laughs) Whatever I can, it's on my mind. It's definitely on my agenda to support small businesses because I know that like moon body chains, kinetic. I know, I know. I'm just like Shoppy Glitz, like Sparkling Unicorns. There's just so many people that I want to support um, and that I hope to support someday. There's a lot. I mean, so, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I wanted to say, you know, just to wrap up, what's up next for you and what are you excited about? And if you have any shows coming up, let me know too. Yeah, I actually heard, I think you were saying that you're going to EDC Orlando. Yay, yes. Yeah, <laughs> big event is EDC Orlando. I'm going to be Yay. working there with Luna. Yeah, that's a <laughs> brand that I really love to support. They're the Glitter uh, Gems Company and mm-hmm. they're women and they have a lot of support from um, amazing people and amazing humans that I'm so happy to be able to work with. After that, I would love to go to hijinks, but it might not be in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so next big, big event that I'm going to be doing is Forbidden Kingdom in February, where mm-hmm. the prayer, uh, Pepe Vargas has hired me to teach yoga and run a workshop program there for healing and stuff like that. But that hasn't been confirmed yet. So okay. just give it like a it's definitely in the work. Awesome. Well, people can definitely go follow you and support you. And I will definitely stop by Lunatics at EDC Orlando. I'm so, so excited. Have you done this festival before? Is this the first time? 
Did you see Orlando's first time? First time. Okay, same here. I'm, I just can't. It doesn't hit me until I'm on the plane going there. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't mentally prepare for it yet. But I'm so excited to be part of that. Uh, and I'm really excited to see you. I hope you do stop by the booth. It would be awesome to do your hair or put some glitter on you. Oh, my God. I would love that. That would be so, so fun. I know. I'm, this is the first festival, just to talk about, like, mental health and going outside of your comfort zone and everything, where I, I'm staying with some friends in a hotel and then... Other than that, I just want to meet up with people that I've met online. I'm going with like my lunchbox fam. I'm going to do some meetups and really just like totally explore and see what EDC has to offer. And I just like, I'm excited about the possibilities, honestly. So I feel like it'll be a really good festival. Yeah, I'm proud of you. It's going to be a big one for a lot of people. I'm so excited to be a part of that like collective energy. Yeah, that's so fun. Well, I cannot wait to meet you. Um, Before we go, plug all your socials. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, so I'm mostly mainly on Instagram, Chubby Wubby, C-H-U-B-B-I-W-U-B-B-I. And you can follow me on there. I have a link tree to my Tumblr in my bio. And I'm currently working on becoming more active with making Instagram uh, channels and episodes about yoga and meditation and just some fun artsy things. Uh, you can follow my art on there as well and just see what I'm up to and get to know me as I get to know you. So awesome. that's it. Thanks so much. This was, it was lovely meeting you and lovely talking to you. And I can't wait to meet up at you see oh, it was lovely to talk to you too thank you so much for having me of course have a good night i'll talk to you soon you too bye Alrighty, another huge huge thank you to maria for coming on the podcast today you guys i enjoyed that conversation so so much again i didn't think that i would be comfortable interviewing people because although it might seem like i'm outgoing i'm definitely like an introverted person and somehow Once I start these phone calls and once I start talking to people who come on the podcast, I just, you know, we share these things in common and our passions are similar and it just starts taking off and Maria just like totally, we just were jamming. We were jamming and we hit it off and I loved her energy. You know, she was really incredible to talk to. Um, I feel like we could have gone on and on forever, but, you know, hopefully I'll be meeting her in person at EDC Orlando. And I loved her story and I think that was really vulnerable and honest and I hope you guys enjoyed the message that came out of today's podcast because I knew she was going to be inspirational and she was going to be positive, but I think we hit on some really important things today that I've, you know, wanted to talk about. So I'm so glad that we got to have that conversation and I got to share it with you guys. Um, Again, you know, plugging her stuff at Chubby Wubby on Instagram. That's C-H-U-B-B-I-W-U-B-V-I. Uh, So go say hello to her. You can check out her Tumblr page. Um, And again, yeah, go check her out. She'll be at the Lunatics booth um, at EDC Orlando. So you guys can say hello to her in person. Anyway, that was really great. Um, I hope you guys learned something new. And if any of you are going to be attending like any camping festivals, we're probably out of that season now at this point. But like she said, um, she has a festival that's potentially coming up in February. Uh, Even if she's not there, you know, definitely go check out these wellness workshops. I feel like festivals are really starting to step up not only like the production, but the things that they're offering to campers and people who are going to be, you know, staying at the festival for a prolonged amount of time. So definitely like go out of your comfort zone, maybe try something new, maybe do one of the activities that the festival you're attending offers uh, because you never know who you're going to meet for one and um, two, it might open you up to some new interests or new hobbies 
and it could be really good for your body and your soul. So we love that for us. You know the drill with EDC Orlando. I hope to see you guys this weekend. Again, I would absolutely love, love, love it if you would screenshot and post your screen. You know, tag us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis in your posts. Let people know what you're listening to. Send a link to a friend today. I grow this podcast through you guys. So again, thank you for shouting about it and making some noise. Um, I have some exciting episodes coming up. I'm really pumped. I'm getting a little bit ahead here. I'm like rocking and rolling, which is so exciting because I know after EDC Orlando, I'm going to be fucking dead. So that's what always happens. <laughs> but you guys can expect to see, you know, daily vlogs coming up from EDC. And what else do I have? I have some other cool content. Uh, you guys know the podcast is up every Wednesday. Oh, of course, EDM News. Hello. I'm forgetting what I'm doing, you guys. Let's get into some EDM news. I just had a couple things. Um, the first one being Escape Halloween. So I know a lot of people attended that festival this weekend. Uh, it looked so fun. Again, you guys know I love Halloween, so I'm so jealous that I didn't get to go. But the stages were improved this year. I think the overall experience, they said, had been improved and they were like adding on to it. So it looked like a really good time. But they announced the dates for next year. Hold on, I'm trying to find this article. Okay, so it actually is going to be on Halloween next year, which is really cool. So it's uh, Friday, October 30th and Saturday the 31st. I'm pretty sure there was, you could like already sign up for tickets and I think there was a payment plan that was very generous. It like starts in January and then goes all the way through. So it'll be like lower payments, which is cool. Um, But one thing I saw on EDM Maniac's Instagram was that it was called Insomniac's largest largest Southern California festival in history. The festival announced 135,000 attendees over two days at Escape, which is bananas. So crazy. Insomniac is for sure doing something right, and I'm sure it's going to continue to grow. So that's really, really cool. One other thing I wanted to mention, so I saw this on Twitter, but Excision has voting happening for both Base Canyon and Lost Lands 2020. So I'll try and include the link on YouTube, but basically you can um, vote on artists that you want to see play at the festival, which is really great because it gives the opportunity for some artists who may not have played before or maybe are overlooked or they're a little underrated. I think it was nitty gritty. I love him. I think he's hysterical. If you guys don't follow him on social media, please do. But I don't think he's played either festival and he was campaigning on Twitter to get his name on there. So definitely check him out. Uh, He also has a TikTok that's really funny. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I'm now on TikTok, you guys. I know it's like a younger generation thing, but side note, I'm using it to upload like all my extra videos and footage that I take at festivals because I take so many and I don't post everything on Instagram and not everything makes the vlogs so I'm just like dumping all of my videos on TikTok slowly but surely and it's really a good time so if you have TikTok feel free to follow me over there as well but anyway back to this so yeah go fill out the 2020 artist survey if you guys are like into bass music and you're interested in that um you know oh what did he say he tweeted I'm looking at one of his tweets 
He said, oh, somebody tweeted at him, at raving underscore nerd tweeted, so at Excision, I was filling out the 2020 artist survey and was wondering why you put yourself as an option on there. I know every Lost Lands Base Canyon so far has had at least one signature Excision set. Is there a chance that you could change in future events? And Excision replied, I believe in equal rights for everyone, myself included. If others get more votes than I do, then they deserve to play above me. What a stand-up gentleman. Honestly, he's great. I want to meet him one day. I think that's fucking awesome. So go vote, you guys. Alrighty, and the last thing I have for you, Odessa fans out there, um, they posted on Instagram basically that they're back in the studio. So hopefully we can expect some new music from them in the next two years, something around then, maybe faster than that. I don't know. But a lot of people were really excited. So I had to include that. I got to shout them out. My best friend is obsessed with Odessa. So I had to I had to throw that in there. Um, I think that's everything I've got. I hope you all had an awesome Hollow weekend. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was a pirate. Me and Brian were dressed up as pirates. I'm sure we had a really good time. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, <laughs> but I'm in the future tense. So I'm sure we had fun. You guys can go look at our pictures on Instagram. And anyway, I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome week. Get after it today. It's hump day or whenever you're listening. Um, thank you again so much for checking this out. Go show Chubby Webby some love. Uh, send me your nominations for Listener of the Week and submissions for the Q&A episode. Share a link with a friend today and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode for you guys. Have an awesome week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>